You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So glad that you are here with us today. Uh, If you're new around here, I'm your host of the show each and every Tuesday. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm also the lead correspondent at AHLReport.com, covering the Habs prospects and the Laval Rocket. Uh, And we're just so glad that you're here with us today. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, Quickly, before we get to the business part of the day, if you could just take a moment, make sure you've subscribed to this podcast. If you are here just checking us out for the first time, uh, well, we welcome you. If you're a longtime listener, we certainly welcome you back and appreciate uh, your support over the past six seasons. Yes, that's right. Uh, Six seasons. We are we are very much this this hockey season we are going to hit our 300th episode of this show and there are some of you listening today right now who have been with us since episode number one uh and we certainly appreciate your loyalty and your support over all of these years if you are just discovering us Well, it's never too late to join the party here at the Press Zone, and we're glad to have you. So here's what we are going to talk about today. We're going to get you caught up on what the Laval Rocket had to do last week, how some of the prospects looked uh, during that that three-game stint that they had last week, both on the road and at home. Uh, Spoiler alert, uh, most of the prospects are no longer playing in Laval because they're all in Montreal, but we're going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, And then our fine sponsors and friends over at DraftKings will have a new incentive for listeners today. Uh, They're coming up with new incentives week after week, so we have a new message from them. And then following that in our second segment, uh, our good friend and Rocket Sports contributor Patrick Williams will be joining me here in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. And we're going to get you caught up with uh, all the latest going on around the entire American Hockey League and uh, talk about all of the hot topics that are going on and uh, touch a little bit on Bruce Boudreaux uh, and, and what next steps are for him at the moment. So it's going to be a pretty exciting show today. Uh, let's start with those Laval Rocket. And let me let me first start by saying, as I just kind of teased, um, there's not a lot of prospects left in Laval, um, which is, you know, it's 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 a great opportunity for the prospects who are currently up with Montreal. Um, 
you know, we never like to see as many injuries that ha as have piled up for, for the Canadians. But at the same time, it does give young players an opportunity to kind of step in and showcase what it is that they could do. And even for just the development staff and the manager managerial staff and so forth in the NHL to evaluate and audition young prospects. And let's see which one of these pieces has the potential to be in the long-term puzzle. Um, at the same time, down in Laval, with their not, you know, Justin Barron is up, Caden Primo is up, Yessa Ulanin is up, Raphael Harvey Pinard is up. Um, that's four big pieces of the puzzle for prospects uh, who are all currently up in Montreal. Uh, that does not leave a whole lot in terms of prospect pool, true prospects, down in Laval. Um, you know, Joel Teasdale is basically. Uh, you know, and, and he's, I mean, borderline if, if you could even consider him a prospect anymore. Um, and so while it is good to see that, that those prospects are up, at the same time it shows um, where the Canadians are kind of lacking in prospect depth at the AHL level. Now granted, some, some, of, those, some of those prospects are out with injury. Jan Meshack currently out with injury. Uh, he has started skating again with the team, which is which is an encouraging thing. So he should be coming back uh, soon. Um, so there are guys who are injured, which of course also depletes the prospect depth. But um, you know, it's it'll be it'll be refreshing to get some perhaps uh, reinforcements next season as far as the prospect pool because that's really the key to this rebuild is stocking those cupboards again and really getting players through the development pipeline and getting them graduated to the NHL. That's, I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole trick of, of development and drafting well and moving guys through the development pros process. So um, just want to say a quick congrats to the prospects who are up. You'll notice I didn't mention Alex Belzeal on that list, and that's simply because Alex Belzeal is not a prospect. Um, so yes, Alex Belzeal, the captain, is also now up. Uh, playing uh, because of some additional injuries for the Montreal Canadiens, but uh, didn't really include him in that conversation because he's not a Canadiens prospect. Uh, so, so he is simply a call-up, simply a recall because they needed another body. Um, so Ulanin has been looking very strong. Justin Barron has been looking very strong. Raphael Harvey-Pinard absolutely uh, making his presence known um, in this past week for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and so, you know, those three really taking advantage of their opportunity and showing what they can do, trying to make an impression on the coaching staff and the managers. Um, Caden Primo has not seen any ice time. It means he hasn't played in over a week. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm not surprised that they haven't thrown him out. Uh, actually, I take that back. He came in in relief of Sam Montembeau for, for a little bit because things were getting quite out of hand uh, against uh, the Florida Panthers on Thursday night. Um, but that's the only game action that, that Caden Primo has seen. He has not started a game, and frankly, I don't anticipate that he will. Uh, so let's look at how Laval has done in all of their absences. Uh, we mentioned last week, Patrick and I both mentioned on the show last week, that this past week for Laval was going to be a bit of a tough test because they were facing some of the top teams 
uh, both in the league and in the conference. Um, and so Wednesday night, they traveled back to Rochester. They had just been in Rochester the previous Wednesday night uh, and lost a kind of lackadaisical kind of game that week. Well, the Rocket came out uh, on this past Wednesday night with a resounding 5-2 to two win. Um, and, you know, it's uh, this is this is after Rem Pitlick and Raphael Harvey-Pinard were called back to the NHL. Uh, and so this meant that John Parker Jones, Pierre-Rick Dubay got back in the lineup. Uh, at this point, starting with Wednesday's game last week, J.F. Ull, zero healthy scratches available. He's he, he is icing every goaltender, every defenseman, and every forward that he has on the Laval Rocket roster. There, there's no wiggle, there's no wiggle room at all. Um, so it was, it was a real kind of team effort that night. Uh, they went up with an early two nothing lead in the first period. Second period, they added two more to that number, even though Rochester managed to get on the board in that period. But, but the Laval Rocket really didn't take their foot off, off the pedal at all. Won that one five to two. Uh, and it was a kind of a good way for them to get the week started because then they were coming home uh, for a Friday night and Saturday afternoon back-to-back set of games. Friday night versus the Hershey Bears, who were who are leading the number, you know, the top team in the Eastern Conference. They've been on such a hot streak this season. Uh, Todd Nelson doing a, a, an absolutely outstanding job with the Hershey Bears this season. And then Saturday afternoon facing off against the Toronto Marlies again, which uh, the previous week, the previous Sunday, uh, things had not gone very well for Laval when they played in Toronto. So first and foremost, Hershey comes into town on Friday night. And this is one of those cases where you have a goaltender in net uh, with a bit of something to prove. Former Canadians goaltending prospect Zach Fucali uh, in the net for the Hershey Bears. Kind of a homecoming game for him a bit. You know, lots of friends and family in the in the stands. Um, and, and the Hershey Bears have just been, like I said, they've just been on a hot streak for quite some time now uh, this season. And oddly enough, uh, they, I don't know if this was a case of a team, um, playing down to their opponent, not you know, thinking this was going to be a piece of cake, or if it was the fact that Plas Bell once again was giving a good, uh, home ice advantage with some pretty raucous fans and, and a loud, uh, enthusiastic atmosphere. But the Bears took an, took the lead in this one. The Bears took a two nothing lead in the first period and then somehow, some way, uh, the Rocket came back in the second, and Joel Teasdale scored two goals, one of both of which were on the power play in the second period, and tied things up. Um, I I don't know that anyone was expecting to see that happen. Uh, this game eventually went to overtime, and believe it or not, it was Joel Teasdale with the hat trick scoring again on the power play in overtime. Uh, originally, it was thought that it was Peter Abandonado's uh, goal, but after the game, it was changed to Teasdale. So, gets the hat trick, gets the game-winning goal, and the Laval Rocket beat the number one team in the Eastern Conference uh, on home ice, 3-2 to two in overtime. It was a pretty spectacular victory for them. Poor Zach Fucali, man, he has not yet won against his former team 
in Place Bell. He has beaten them in Hershey or, or other places he has played, but he has not won a game yet at Place Bell, poor guy. Uh, and so he's going to have to continue to wait to see if that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, and so that was, you know, a, a big victory to celebrate for sure. Um, but they didn't have a whole lot of time to think about it because, as I said, Saturday afternoon, they had a three o'clock match, uh, matchup with the Toronto Marlies who were coming back into town. Now, the Toronto Marlies have been leading the North Division uh, right out of the gates this season. Uh, they have quite a margin on everyone else in the field, basically. Um, and as I said, the the, the Laval Rocket had a, a dismal showing against Toronto uh, about a week prior to that in Toronto. Um, this now uh, was a case where Alex Belzeal got recalled to, this is, this is the day that Belzeal got called up to the Canadians first thing in the morning. So there's a three o'clock start to the game and right out of, you know, as soon as everybody gets up on Saturday morning, Ryan Francis has to be recalled, recalled from Trois Rivières just to ice a full roster. Because as I said, uh, at the beginning of this segment, there were no more healthy scratches available for JFL to work with or to pull from. So Ryan Francis gets called up for his first game with the Laval Rocket. Uh, Kevin Poulin in net again because they have since sent uh, Joe Verbedek back to Trois-Rivières to, I guess, get some playing time in. So Philippe de Rosier has been recalled as Kevin Poulin's backup, and he is, uh, they, they're not, obviously not interested in giving him a start. Um so this uh, this was an interesting kind of uh, challenge for the Laval Rocket. Uh, you know, Kevin Pelan playing a lot more than he's supposed to be uh, with a lineup that is just absolutely decimated from injuries and recalls. Um, this one went the distance. Uh, it was it was a pretty evenly played game. However, again, Toronto seemed to be playing down to their opponent. Maybe they maybe they thought too much of their win a week prior. Maybe they were tired because they were on the road. Maybe it was another sold-out crowd for Laval uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, so this one went the distance. Uh, the Rocket managed to get another point out of this one, um, but eventually fell to the Marlies in the shootout. So they lost this one 4-3 to three in the shootout. Um, Eric Schalgren for Toronto, the goaltender getting the win for the Marlies. Um but on a week where it was very possible that they could have gone 0 for 6 in points, they ended up getting 5 out of 6 points available. Uh, and that was, a, you know, that's one of those cases where guys are stepping in and taking advantage of their opportunities, just like the prospects who have been recalled to Montreal are doing. Uh, the guys who got recalled from Trois Rivières are trying to make a difference as well. Um, and while it's unlikely that any of them will become a, a, an NHL player or a staple, uh, even in the AHL long term, uh, it is always fun to see uh, guys take advantage of those opportunities when they're presented to them. And uh, they, you know, get to it's that next man up ment mentality. Uh, they get to show, hey, I, I have some value here, too. And maybe the next time you need a recall, I'll be the first one that you think of. So congratulations to the Laval Rocket. I have to say, uh, happy to be wrong on that one that that I really thought that they would struggle last week. And they did the exact opposite of that. Uh, we'll see what happens with them this week. They they play Belleville at, at home. 
uh, on Wednesday night. And then I believe they travel to Belleville over the weekend. So it's going to be another fun week of, of Laval Rocket Hockey. We'll see if Jan Meshack or Brennan Zinyak get back in the lineup this week. They are both back skating with the team. So I'm sure J.F. Uhl would be very happy to get those reinforcements back. And we'll see if any of the guys who are currently up with Montreal get returned at all due to, you know, injuries, uh, guys getting healthy at the NHL level as well. Uh, Lots of roster moving to keep track of right now, but you can bet that we are always going to help you keep it all straight here uh, at the Press Zone. Also, be sure if you want to follow all of our Laval Rocket coverage and you're not doing so already, follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. We give you live in-game updates uh, as each Laval Rocket game is happening. And then bookmark AHLReport.com. We always have a comprehensive game recap after every single Laval Rocket game so that you never miss a minute of the action for the Habs prospects in the AHL and the Laval Rocket. Uh, So coming up next, uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings very quickly. And then on the other side of that, none other than Patrick Williams will be joining me here in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. You're not going to want to miss it. You are listening to the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win Big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? Well, you can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Now, if you're a fan of this show, you'll know that this past weekend, I was watching my Philadelphia Eagles, and boy, did they come up big against the Giants. So, of course, this weekend, I will be definitely all eyes on the Eagles versus the Niners. And, of course, I'm going to take some same-game parlay action on that game through DraftKings Sportsbook. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back once again to the Press Home Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Radio, Rocket Sports Media, and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I am your host of the show, Amy Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. You can also follow, of course, this uh, podcast at The Press Zone. And as I mentioned before the break, follow us at the AHL Report to follow all of our Laval Rocket coverage. Uh, Also, if you haven't done so already, could you please take a moment and just subscribe to this show? Uh, You don't ever want to miss an episode each and every Tuesday. And if you would, if you've ever said to yourself, I would love to help out those folks at Rocket Sports Media, well, the best way for you to do that is to share our content. So just tap that share button on your favorite uh, podcast platform that you're listening 
with right now and just share this episode on your favorite social media platform. It's officially time for the AHL Hot Stove segment. And as promised, uh, none other than Patrick Williams is back in the studio with us today. Patrick, welcome back to you. Thanks for having me once again. Uh, it's nice to keep being invited back. Well, you know, you, the, the door is always open here, of course. Um, we're always glad to have you here. And it seems that uh, lately we're we're getting to kind of talk about things that are really hot button topics, very um, new news uh, in hockey each and every week. Um, and so this week we're going to get, uh, we have a couple of couple of housekeeping business type things for the American Hockey League to talk about first, but then uh, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about Bruce Boudreaux and, and his next steps after Vancouver and how that really ties into an AHL town, which I think is, I think not all NHL fans are aware of uh and i think it's it's a really interesting side of bruce boudreaux's story so we're going to get to that in a moment uh but first patrick we would be quite remiss if we didn't introduce our listeners to this week's ahl player of the week um and and this guy has an interesting story this is a new franchise this year the coachella valley uh, coachella valley firebirds that's of course the kraken's ahl affiliate just joining the league this year um, and former sixth round draft pick uh, back in 2011, Max McCormick, who is a forward, uh, is the one who was selected as this week's AHL Player of the Week, uh, racking up eight points in his three games played last week. Patrick, can you can you introduce us a bit to Max McCormick and and why he is at this stage in the game uh, making such big strides and becoming so noticeable? Yeah, so, you know, he, he's, it feels like we talk about these players a lot, but he's someone that might be somewhat familiar to Laval fans from his time with the Belleville Senators. He, Correct. You know, he played, uh, you know, actually he played about five seasons with Ottawa um, and, um, you know, in their system. And he got, he got a shot here and there, I mean, but never was quite able to stick. He's, he's got just shy of 100 games in the uh, NHL. But uh, at this stage in his career, he's he's a 30-year-old veteran. He's a captain of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, High-quality veteran, you know, like very obviously high-character player. He's someone I find that's maybe reinvented his game a little bit. Um, when he first came into the lead, and really, you know, for quite a while, he was kind of that, like, uh, real feisty Okay. Um, abrasive type forward, and I like he's kind of shifted that a little bit in his game. I mean, he still has that element, uh, you know, no question. But um, he certainly cut back on penalties. I think that's been a big part of his game. And um, he had a really nice uh, last couple seasons. Uh, he was in Charlotte um, <clears throat> first with the uh, when they were with the Hurricanes, and then last year he came back to Charlotte um, with the you know when he was under contract with the Kraken. Mm-hmm. People recall they were splitting that affiliation with Florida for a That's year. That's correct. They could get the Coachella Valley operation off the ground. So this year, now they finally are in Coachella Valley. Uh, they put together a fantastic team. Now they're on a 13-game point streak, 12-0-1-0. Longest in the league this season. Um, <clears throat> uh, first overall in the league in point percentage and now points as well. So, um, you know, Andrew Polarowski's there, you know, back-to-back league scoring champ so there's certainly a lot around him mm-hmm. um, Seattle was very aggressive and really you know wanting to put a good team on the ice this year their first year 
in the Palm Springs area. So um, I think certainly that has helped his game, but uh, he is, uh, I think, really benefited from just uh, going from maybe sort of a second to third line guy to more of a first to second line guy, if that makes sense. Uh, so, you know, more opportunities, more power play time. Um, and yeah, he's certainly taken with it and he's run with it. Uh, fantastic week last week. Uh, four goals, uh, four assists, uh, three games. Um, and, you know, he's really, um, he's really heated up lately. So, uh, um, Chola Valley, I mean, they're looking really dangerous. That, that Pacific division is, is yeah. strong to start with. I mean, you have Calgary kind of right on their, their heels. Um, you have Abbotsford certainly, uh, making a lot of noise. Um, <clears throat> and then you have Colorado kind of, uh, rounding out that, that, uh, top four, but, uh, yeah, uh, this Coachella Valley group, I think, is going to be a handful uh, for whoever wants to get past them. <laughs> First in the Pacific and then even, you know, the Western Conference, uh, you know, if it goes through Texas uh, from the Central. But um, really, I think top to bottom, they look like um, maybe the strongest all-around team. I mean, they're, you look up and down their lineup. They don't have a ton of prospects yet, obviously, because Seattle has not, uh, you know, they've only had two draft classes. So it is uh, – a team that's used more toward veterans like McCormick um, and sort of some older players and free agent signings. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's been fantastic this year. Uh, everything you want a captain to be, um, you know, leadership wise, but also backing it up too with, uh, with his play on the ice. So uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be, I think a handful. I think he's one of those kind of players that's really, custom built for the playoffs too. Like I could see him going on a good playoff run. Uh, if Coachella Valley does, uh, go pretty far and I, you know, I have every reason to think they will. So, um, so he'll be exciting to, uh, to watch down the stretch for sure. Yes. I don't think we've heard the last <laughs> of Max McCormick. Probably, so probably sense. not. Yeah. Well, congratulations to him and a big congratulations as well. Uh, switching, switching gears over to the Eastern Conference and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone who you haven't heard the last from yet is uh, grizzled veteran Cal O'Reilly, uh, once again, captain of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this year. He has joined this past week a very kind of exclusive tier with AHL veterans in becoming the 25th player in American Hockey League history to record their 700th AHL career point. Uh, he got a, an assist in the second period uh, of a game against Wilkes-Barre Scranton last week. Um, Cal O'Reilly's been, been in the league, well, been, been a pro hockey player for 17 years now. Um, I mean, he has racked up a ton of, of games all across uh, the AHL. He's played in the Calder Cup playoffs numerous, numerous, numerous times. Uh, drafted all the way back in 2005 by Nashville as a fifth rounder. But Patrick, just can you, can you, you know, what's for a player of Cal O'Reilly's caliber? You know, everyone has that NHL dream, but there are players like Cal O'Reilly who can really make a significant impact at the AHL level and 700 points is and and, and still going strong um, yeah. is certainly not anything to to turn your nose up at no no and I think people people sometimes scoff at you know quote-unquote AHL lifers and you know like you know they sort of equate it, I guess to like you know Bull Dorm or something like that but like I mean second best league in the world um it's a league where 
if you play your cards right, like Kyle O'Reilly has, you can you can have a very long and prosperous career uh, financially as well. Um, he certainly has done that, and he's he's a kind of player that uh, kind of gave himself um, a second second career almost, right? Like just like most players, he came in and he was uh, early on a prospect. Uh, he had you know some early success uh, his first year with Milwaukee, and then. Uh, for a while, was right on that NHL bubble with Nashville and then Phoenix, uh, and you know, and you know, at some point, you know, in your career, you you kind of see the writing on the wall. He was, you know, mid mid to late twenties, went over to the KHL for a couple years, came back, and really then kind of uh, cemented himself as like the prototypical AHL veteran leader guy, yeah, and a lot mm-hmm. like uh, kind of a Max McCormick in that sense. And, sure. Um, the thing is you have to be able to still produce, right? Like those veteran slots are precious and uh, you have to put up numbers, but you also have to be a high quality character player, right? So he's a captain. Uh, he's been at different stops. Uh, he's, uh, he's been in the Calder Cup final. He's, you know, kind of checked off all those boxes. I think probably almost certainly an AHL Hall of Famer when he does uh, finally hand up his skates. Uh, and uh, maybe one of the last... Uh, kinds of players that we'll see start to put up those kind of numbers that you know like players don't stick around as much right anymore, you know with europe and just you know so many more players now get called up uh, and you don't tend to see players put up those big numbers and have that kind of longevity like he has so um you know it's a little bit sad in that regard that you know we won't necessarily see those uh, numbers challenged maybe in the future but uh you know for right now you know he's had a fantastic career well, congratulations to Cal O'Reilly. Uh, we've certainly had plenty of opportunities uh, here at Rock Sports Media to to talk to him uh, in the days when we were more fully covering uh, the beat uh, the beat coverage of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and he seems to have found a, a really great home uh, there in Allentown, captaining the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Just down the road from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, however, it's just a short one-hour trip down uh, I-78 in uh, in Pennsylvania from Allentown to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Of course, uh, one of the Pennsylvania rivals there that are kind of in a in a bit of a one-hour driving distance uh, of one another. Um, of course, we talk plenty about the Hershey Bears. We know that Todd Nelson and his crew are doing an exceptional job this season, uh, really top of the Eastern Conference, uh, surprising everyone, of course, that Laval beat them in overtime last week. But that's a that's a story for another day. We talked wow. about that a bit in, uh, in the first segment. Um, but Hershey is about to kind of become the next step for a pretty big name on the lips of everyone in the hockey community this week. Uh, We all know, of course, that uh, the very public, long, drawn-out, painful firing of Bruce Boudreau from the Vancouver Canucks um, finally uh, became official yesterday uh, on Monday. But Bruce Boudreau has a big tie to Hershey, Pennsylvania, in AHL. In the hockey world, it is an AHL town. It is one of the oldest franchises. Um, and and Bruce Boudreaux could find really his next chapter uh, of, of his hockey journey uh, back in an AHL town, back in Hershey. Can you talk to us a bit, Patrick, about why Hershey uh, is is going to play a big piece in in what's next for Bruce Boudreaux? Um, and you even uh, had a chance to to 
listen into his first interview on Sirius XM after his firing yesterday. Uh, just give us a little bit of insight on, on what's next for Bruce uh, and how an AHL town is going to play a big part in that. Yeah, so Bruce Boudreaux is, you know, certainly now his profile is as an NHL head coach and a very successful one at that. But for, for the better part of 30 plus years, he was kind of the ultimate AHL minor league lifer you know mm-hmm. and first as a player and, and then as a coach i mean even uh really kind of you had to go back to the echl um in the late 90s with the mississippi seawolves um uh, he had had a short tenure you know in the ihl you know with some coaching roles that didn't pan out so he went uh, kind of took a step back to the echl got his footing there um put in six years uh with the la kings uh system um, as their head coach, first in law in Manchester, he got fired at the end of uh, the 04-05 season. So all of a sudden now you're a, uh, he was a 50-year-old coach. He had gotten fired. You start asking yourself some questions like, where is this going, right? You know, like, you know, what's my future in the game? If, mm-hmm. if at all, right? He comes out of Hershey that, that next year, wins the Calder Cup. Um Really, so that was the first year of their affiliation with the Washington Capitals, and that kicked off a, as close as we'll see to a dynasty in the AHL, right? Like sure. They, they won three Calder Cups in uh, between uh, you know that 05-06 season and the 2009-10 season, right? Like they set a record in um, that 09-10 uh, season with uh, 62 wins. I mean, just put together fantastic teams. By that point, he was already <coughs> gone, but he, uh, he really got his career kind of rejuvenated in Hershey. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to then take that, go to the Washington Capitals, and really has never looked back and has had, obviously, a fantastic coaching career. And, you know, he's 68 years old now. You get to a point, obviously, at that stage where you start to Think about, you know, kind of like your life uh, when you do finally um, wrap up your coaching career. And, um, you know, he's lived in a lot of different places, right? Like he's been all over. Um, He really gravitated to Hershey um, when him and his wife, Crystal, were kind of looking for what he calls their forever home. They looked in different places and they really settled on Hershey. It's uh, Hershey's an interesting place, right? Like the actual town of Hershey it's not even a city it's a town yes um it's very small but the 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 area the central Pennsylvania area is is um over a million people so there's a lot you know in terms of amenities and and things to do there you're Mm -hmm. close to Philadelphia you're pretty close to New York so um it's good in that sense um and then I think if you're uh somebody that as much as he's a coach and a player I think he's also just a fan Right, like you know, and you're in a great hockey market. You're in a market that you know is stable, right? Like, I mean, this is a team that goes back to the 1930s. Right. Um, seventh oldest team um, in hockey outside of the original six, which I don't think most people know that. But um, so the, the the hockey, if you're a hockey uh, fan, a hockey aficionado, like this is definitely a, a really cool place to be. Um, and he's he's beloved there too, mm-hmm. right? Like brought a cup to the to the city um he really kicked off like i said the greatest period in their history um and uh he was here last season during the all-star break took in a bears game and 
um, got a standing ovation. You know, like, you know, this was just on a Wednesday night in, in February and, you know, it was like, you know, the Rolling Stones came to town. <laughs> That's right. He's that, he's that level of popular in Hershey. And uh, Hershey's, Hershey's obviously a very sort of uh, tradition-oriented uh, market. So, uh, you know, he's, you know, you have fan, season ticket holders that go back 50, 60 years. So, you know, he's well known there and um, it's a nice place to live, right? Like it's quiet, but you still have a lot going on. You have, you're close to a lot of bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could have lived anywhere. Like he lived in, in Anaheim. Uh, he's from, uh, you know, obviously has connections to Toronto. He's uh, from uh, St. Catharines, uh, you know, which is only an hour or so from Toronto. So um, he could have been, a, you know, gone to a lot of places, right? He's made a lot of money in his career as an NHL head coach, but uh, he chose Hershey. And, uh, you know, I think that's where he'll, you know, from that interview yesterday, he's trying to come back. He has a junior team in the area, the Hershey Cubs of the U.S. Uh, Premier Hockey League. That's right. Um, that his uh, son is actually an associate coach with. Uh, so Bruce Boudreau owns that team. His wife is the general manager team. So it's kind of a family, you know, mom and pop operation. Uh, so he said, you know, he's going to come back. He hasn't seen a game yet for the team this year. He joked that he would uh, fire his son and take over and uh, <laughs> all of a sudden know how it feels to get fired. But, um, you know, uh, I think he's just looking forward to just coming back. Uh, Vancouver obviously is such a kind of a, uh, you know, noisy, chaotic market. And, and you know, he's been at the, the center of that now, you know, for really the past year. Let's be honest. Yes, and uh, I think he'll he'll certainly benefit getting away from all that noise and chaos, and just uh, you know coming back to a place that is very comfortable for him and uh, fits him well personality wise, and um, like I said, a place where he is he is royalty. Well, we uh, as a Pennsylvania resident myself, I can say that we will we will certainly welcome here in the in the Keystone State uh, with with open arms, and I agree. Uh, I think that uh, he'll be. I think that I don't think there's a more appropriate place for him to spend at least some some significant time in the in the aftermath of of everything that's gone on in Vancouver to to kind of settle in, reset a little bit and just focus on on himself and his family and 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 hockey in a positive way. Um, and I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see then what what comes next after that. But for now, we uh, we welcome Bruce Boudreau to uh, to the Keystone State. Um, Patrick, thank you so much for being with us here again this week. Always, as I always tell our listeners, uh, you are you're so tuned in and tapped into everything going on across the league, uh, particularly with league history, like we just heard uh, with your your recounting of of Bruce Boudreaux's significant impact on the American Hockey League. Uh, so we appreciate you being here again. And who knows, next week uh, we'll see what other kind of breaking news is going to affect the AHL that we can talk about. Yeah, you know, just when you think things go quiet, then um, you get another curveball. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have something. Um, I never, I never worry about that. Never. There's always something good to talk about, and uh, we always love having you here. So thanks very much. Thank you. Never a dull moment around the American Hockey League, and uh, always guaranteed to get a lot of great insight and knowledge uh, and analysis 
from Patrick Williams when he joins us here in the studio every week for the AHL Hot Stove. So thank you again to Patrick for being here with us today. Some great information there. Great conversation as always. Uh, And we look forward to talking to him again next week. Um, And we are looking forward to talking to all of you again next week as well. That's going to pretty much wrap it up for today's episode of The Press Zone. Don't forget to follow us at the AHL Report on Twitter and bookmark AHLReport.com. You can bet that next Tuesday, the last day of the month of January already. Can you believe it? We're in the home stretch of January. Uh, We're going to be sure to give you a great preview of what's coming up for the AHL All-Star Weekend, which is just around the corner. Uh, And so we'll have all of that and so much more on next week's episode. Uh, Thanks so much for listening today, and we will see you back here again next Tuesday for another fun episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.